you for listening to another insightful episode of Taking Stock, Talking All Things Retail. In today's episode, Bob Amster, Principal of the Retail Technology Group, Norbert Altenstad, Director of Sales and Marketing at JustIS, and Judith Kanga, Manager of Business Development and Strategic Alliances at JustIS, will discuss how retail has come full circle from the milkman and Avon lady to direct to consumer. Bob Amster is the principal of the Retail Technology Group, an independent consulting firm providing IST consulting to the retail industry. Bob has served the retail and distribution industries as both a consultant and system manager for over 30 years. And Norbert, the director of sales and marketing at Jesta with more than 20 years experience in supply chain and logistic consulting, retail operations and final mile delivery solutions. Alongside, we also have our industry expert, Judith Kangas, joining us. Judith has extensive experience in software, technology, marketing, and TV production. With that, I'll pass it over to Norbert to start the conversation about how retail has really come full circle. Thank you, Melanie. This is a, a very fun and interesting topic, and I know it's going to be very enlightening to talk about supply chain and logistics, home delivery, customer engagement, and technology. Bob, let's dive in. My parents were getting home delivery by the milkman every morning when I was young. Now, Amazon delivers to my daughter every morning, and everyone thinks it's an innovative new concept invented by Jeff Bezos. Bob has... Retail come full circle? Uh, yeah, well, I'm not sure it ever left the circle. It's just that we do, uh, the concepts are the same. The delivery methods, if you will, are, are different. And technology is uh, the fact that that's playing a huge, huge pa uh, uh, part in uh, determining how to improve that entire concept. Um, we don't get milk from the milkman anymore, but we can, if we go online at 10 o'clock, get our milk delivered to us probably by noon. And that is all due to technology. So in, in terms of uh, concepts, nothing has changed really, not basically, but the technology has helped to enhance the entire experience and speed it up. Understanding, of course, that consumers um, seem to be more starved for time than they were in the past and therefore they need the speed of response. Yeah, that's that, that's exactly what I was thinking as well. And Judith, I'm sure that you would agree with uh, what Bob was saying. Do you have any uh, comments on that? No, I agree with Bob and the both of you. I love your story about your daughter. <laughs> um, I think the speed is what technology has brought to the table that um, we can go online now, or even if we're in, in um, the malls are starting to open up and uh, in a store, we can take a look physically and then go back and order online. And uh, within you know, 12 to 24 hours, even overnight, we get the product sent to us. And as you said, food now, uh, the grocery store now de delivers same day. So you can get your milk, the window's a little longer, but you can still get your groceries. Um, you can also join food, um, which is amazing to me, food delivery um, through subscription, where you get fresh food from uh, a farm that has drop-off points and they drop it off to you at a time and a place that, that you want. So I think the innovation that technology has brought to us has enhanced our lifestyles. And given that we had recently come out of a pandemic, thank goodness for that technology. 
and the improvements that increase the speed um, in a good way. Yeah, here. Yeah, you know, I don't know if we're really reinventing the past. I mean, we've gone from mom and pop general stores to these big box retailers, and now we're back to e-com retailing from home. And everything's being managed by individuals. Bob, is that similar to just managing from a single application or an ERP sort of aspect where everything's being managed by a single entity? Well, we're trying um, to come up with all of these uh if you, as to use your expression, ERP applications that can do everything, uh, and until they all do exactly that, everything, uh, they have managed to create uh, great APIs, if you will, to what is considered or maybe considered a best-in-class application for a specific function. And as long as they tie in easily with the ERP that does 90% of one retailer would expect, uh, then you have an opportunity to easily get into the 91, 92, 93% until a retailer can achieve, uh, you know, full technical uh, functionality, if you will. Did I answer your question? Absolutely, you did. Yes, absolutely. And especially, Judith, if you think about the Avon lady where you had this personalized level of service in the past, um, you know, and now we're, we went from being very customer centric, um, and to almost being contactless, but still being very personalized. Um, what's been your experience in that area, Judith? Um, I think that the, the big box era, which is when I was in my sort of early middle age, was something that was so foreign to me and there was no relationship. I would go into the store, I would grab my things, I couldn't find anybody to help me, so hopefully I got the right thing at the right price and then stood in line and checked out. And so I did not like that form of shopping. We've gone full circle now from, from um, customer service to customer service and through technology, um, the clienteling, the customer relation management tools that we have. I think we've gone back to the Avon lady, but from a digital point of view. So today, um, Amazon, I order on Amazon on occasion, on occasion, and I literally get it overnight. I get it the next, the items the next day, which just so surprises me because I was never an Amazon shopper at all. So I like that a lot. And then there's follow-up. How did you enjoy the product? Um, you know, did it serve what you were looking for, et cetera? And they make returns very easy as well. So I think technology has really, really enhanced that Avon lady story um, to make us much happier consumers and much more satisfied to go online. It's um, something else in our world that we need to adjust to, and that's the way things are today. And it is getting better all the time, I must say. And Shopify, which is on the other side, is an opening for people with small businesses. You know, we've got gone back, as Bob said, to the mom and pop shops. Etsy, for example, is small um, cottage industry stores online. And I think that's wonderful because technology, again, has allowed everybody to play in the game now. And it's not just the big stores that monopolized, monopolized us for so long. Now it's, it's an open playing field, and I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that's an interesting thing that you mentioned, uh, because in fact, the, uh, the smaller retailer or the entrepreneurial retailer that is just starting 
can play with almost as sophisticated a tool as the bigger competitors in the same industry. And it puts them on a much more even uh, playing field uh, for not, not even a, a fraction of what it would cost to get into the uh, so-called uh, tier one solutions. Uh, and that has been a real boon uh, because it makes, it makes somebody with an idea create a real opportunity to be successful and compete with the so-called big boys. Isn't that interesting because it allows us uh, to be creative as well. It allows um, the housewife at home and, and you hear stories of, you know, the cookie baker that was the star of the Little League is now like a multi-million dollar industry. And it was all done through the Internet. Um, and I think that's amazing. There are many, many success stories in many industries. Um, Spanx, which just makes me crazy, <laughs> that this woman is like a billionaire. She is a billionaire. She's one of the first female ones. And I think that is excellent with what is happening with what what technology mm -hmm. to. Well, I think I'm pretty successful because when I was younger, I was a newspaper uh, delivery boy. And little did I know at that time, I was in supply chain and logistics, home delivery, and customer engagement. <laughs> and now they just call that social selling. Bob, what's your take on that? How successful was I? Not only that, but in many cases, most people don't get a newspaper anymore. They, they just subscribe to the same company and get it uh, digital every morning on their desktop or if they can read it on their uh, handheld device. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's uh, again, it's just uh, amazing. You don't have to get out on a cold winter morning to go pick up your newspaper. You can just turn on your desktop and read the same, uh, the same news. And Judith, have we really come full circle? Social selling is what everyone's talking about now through the Facebook, Instagram, Twitters, but it's the connected. Yeah. It's being connected. The Avon lady, she was connected to her community. She was able to sell her products. She was able to retail her products to a very targeted audience and engage them. Uh, yes, absolutely. And they are now called influencers. So these young girls mainly that have penetrated the market to the tune of millions and millions of followers and users um, are now the Avon lady in a much more, um, I think, global platform. It's not just your neighborhood. So that now girls and boys, there's a lot of um, male influence as well, between ages of about 16 and 26, believe it or not, they dictate what their group of friends and then their friends and their friends buy. So they will look online and, and see a company um, for makeup. Um, and they will say, I bought this, I got this, I love this, I don't like that. And the death of a company can stand on their particular opinion. So they're as powerful as the Avon lady, but they just have a wider spread um, right now. And I think it's awesome. I think it allows, um, especially from a, a female perspective, um, independence. It allows them to grow and mature and start their own companies because they see this happening, understand that the world is really something that they can grab onto moving forward. So I'm very excited about the power of the influencers. And now from that, which has been around for a couple of years, the power of the influencer has now gone into the big stores 
um, and even the mid-sized stores, and they are becoming the, the champions of those stores, the voice of those stores. In the ad campaigns that we're seeing now, you're starting to see these influencers at the forefront of a lot of these companies. And I think that's very exciting because even on a small scale, someone who is starting their own company, a little pajama store or a lingerie store, they can get an influencer to come in and talk to them um, via online, obviously, and then their business can explode. So I think it's the Avon lady to the nth degree. So we have come full circle to answer your question. Absolutely full circle. And it's just a different world. Um, uh, and I think it's going to get better as we go along. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, I, and, and again, just to elaborate on that a little bit, you know, technology is playing a huge role. You know, are we doing old things in new ways? I remember, as I said, when I was a newspaper delivery man and I'd go, you know, pick up the money from everyone's house at the end of the week and my mom or dad would have to wait so I wouldn't get robbed. And now we've got payment <laughs> security and all these payment platforms and technology security is the, is the, is the big thing. Bob, how does that all align, you know, has, again, has it all come full circle from, you know, that security of payment to now payment platform security? I have, I have a very recent, a vivid and perfect example of payment and payment security. I go to the beach, I have my grandkids there. We decide to go to the ice cream truck. I don't carry cash in my wallet now for the last, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 months, and I want to pay this guy for the ice cream that I just purchased. He says, oh, I have a business account with Venmo. Mm. And, and he gives me the information that I have to enter. Now, not only was it convenient for me, because I didn't have cash anyway, I would have had to borrow it, but he is more secure in that he's not carrying cash in his truck. There's very little you can steal from him, except ice cream that's going to melt in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that, that is just, uh, you know, that's like an unintended, not consequence, but an unintended benefit of this type of payment system is the security aspect about which you speak. And it's true of many stores, too, because now their cash drawers don't have, don't have to have thousands of dollars. They have, also, you know. Yeah, also not just security. Imagine the fluidity of it as we start to travel again. These payment processors now are global. Um, I mean, PayPal is everywhere, and uh, the company that you mentioned, I mispronounced it, so I'm not going to say it again. Um, they allow international travelers, because there usually is a bar, uh, a limit, that they're allowed to use on credit cards. So I think even credit cards is going to be, you know, uh, um, their demise is coming soon as well, because those payment plans um, are really, really growing very, very quickly. And... Um, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good thing because of the movement of people around the world. I think uh, one of the things that that I noticed recently um, that sent me back when I was doing research on, before this, this podcast to what was and what is, is the layaway. Now, uh, retailers are offering, especially through PayPal, that you can purchase online within a pay now, this is the new buzzword, pay now, a buy now, pay later. And really, it's a layaway concept, which when I was growing up as a young teenager, uh, my mother was like, there's no way. You can't pay, you don't get. You know, you don't take home. But I understand the concept, and it's online, so the retailers are much more protected. And listen, if you don't pay, 
um, then you just don't get your products. So any thought on that? Because that is a full circle, again, what was and what is. Absolutely. Considering the fact that we are, in fact, a credit society, at least mm -hmm. in, in this and most civilized uh, countries and most advanced economically, uh, it, it is... Uh, it, it, it's like something you have to offer. You have to be able to offer. I mean, the credit card, in fact, does it does offer you the pay later thing, but at uh, almost exorbitant rates. Um, when uh, a retailer now says you can pay later, you're not really. I don't think you're charging or you're not paying interest. It's certainly not very much interest if there is any, uh, and you get maybe I don't know four or six opportunities to make your payments. And, and and get done and the whole uh, the whole process is much simpler than it used to be my dad was a, a retailer as well he had a, a layaway program and I bet you that 50% of his business was layaway because of the clientele he had and you had to fill out a card you have to update the card you have to make phone calls mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all that stuff mm -hmm. is automated now mm -hmm. you don't have to do any of that yeah. and because of technology mm -hmm. All because of technology. I assume so, Norbert. Through the um, the increase in AI and digitization, how do you feel that where we're going now with all of the things that we've just brought into the conversation? Is it escalating? Have we reached a, a point of um, you know sort of leveling off, or what do you think? I would like. To... Go ahead. Bob, that question please. was for whom? For Norbert? Yeah. Go ahead. Either Bob. Bob? Uh, well. I... The, the AI portion of this, I would like to see develop a little better. I am trying to really understand uh, and see if I can look, if you will, under the covers to see mm -hmm. what systems are in fact using AI and how well is it working for them. Potentially, it's a huge market, potentially. Mm -hmm. but, it, but it has to, I think it has to be refined so that we will actually see the benefits. Uh, AI is uh, conceptually, it's a great, great thing, but you have to make sure that A, you have the data, B, the AR product is good enough to be helpful in, in that it understands how to parse out or exclude the anomalies so that they don't come into play when the software is trying to make a intelligent uh, decision, if you will. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, just concepts from the smart home and AI and how that's coming into play now and quickly into the future versus what was happening traditionally where, you know, the mom and the monitor, the mother managing the refrigerator as an example or the, or the cupboards and having everything there and knowing exactly how to replenish and what quantities were required. And she, she was the inventory management machine. Um, Mm -hmm. I can, you know, I can recall if I we just, you know, take that a step further and talk about inventory management and how mm -hmm. things are operating today. Um, there was a time where there was a store here in uh, where around Orhouse called Consumers Distributing, and they had a full catalog of inventory in the back. And you would just go in there and Judith, as you said, you could lay away and order and that full availability of inventory, it was easily accessible. The store, the concept was very similar to many of the online, buy online, pick up in-store concepts of today. So yes, both AI, mm -hmm. smart home, inventory, 
all of it logistically comes together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Judith? And, and, and AI should play and will play uh, a, a very important part in this to the point where you're going to be able to factor in things like uh, weather, um, geography, uh, time of year, and the artificial decisions that systems will make uh, will continue to be artificial, all right, but they will be more refined when these factors can properly be introduced into the so-called intelligence uh, and, and weighed in properly because everything has a different weight or importance. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm hopeful. I'm very, very hopeful. I am too. I'm very hopeful as well. I mean, this has been a phenomenal conversation just talking about <laughs> how retail has come full circle from the milkman and mm -hmm. lady to direct to consumer and really hope we can continue this conversation in a follow-up podcast. Bob, Judith, it's been so much fun to look back to the past and see how that's truly the foundation to our future. Thank you both again. Thank you for listening to another episode of Taking Stock, Talking All Things Retail. In today's episode, Bob Amster of the Retail Technology Group, Norbert Altenstadt and Judith Kanga of Just IS discussed how retail has come full circle from the milkman and Avon lady to direct to consumer. We hope you enjoyed their conversation and will contact us if you have any questions or comments. Please enjoy past and future Taking Stock, Talking All Things Retail podcasts on this channel. We appreciate your loyalty.